0: Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments.
1: Hello! Hey, what's this? <laughs> this is the first... Audio, not audio only podcast, wow, audio only podcast. We should start again. This is the first just discussion podcast, no music podcast that the Mosh Pit has done. This is, oh, what, what, we'll think of a name, the Cutting Room Floor. Oh, uh, Mosh Pit Backstage. Mosh Pit Backstage, <laughs> that's bullshit. This is, this is the Cutting Room Floor. Mosh Pit C ninety point seven. We are a community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. Australia, Australia, Australia. and uh, we are the designated punk slash metal aficionados. Yeah,
0: and dude. Everything from uh, hardcore punk, hard rock, black metal, death metal, even porno grind.
1: Porno what, grind. Yes, actually. whatever you're into. And today's topic: J-pop metal in pers- in particular. Baby Metal and their newest album, Metal Resistance. Uh, Uh, Me and Stefan will debate over it whether we think it's good or not. Stick around, it'll be great. Before before we start with that, did you listen to their first album? I haven't listened to their first album. No, could you? So. You're obviously a baby metal fan. Huge. You know their history. Give us a quick, brief rundown of their history, how they formed, who formed them, and the story behind their first album, and what you could say about the first album, so you can lead us into the discussion about Metal Resistance. I believe, um, if
0: I'm getting my facts correct, the band was formed about four years ago, uh, when the three members, who are um, Sue, Sue Metal, who's the lead singer, then there's... Um, Moa Metal and Yui Metal, who are the 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 backing vocalists slash dancers or screamers, as the band actually calls them. Yeah, well, are um, the
1: vocalists. Yeah.
0: Scream and dance is what they're officially called. <laughs> um, and so those those two, Yui Metal and Moa Metal, were about 12 years old. And Sue Su- um, Su Metal was 14. So now they're both, um, they're all 16 and 18 now. Yeah. So it's been about four years. Yeah. And uh, they so started when they were twelve. Yeah, 13. twelve to fourteen. Gee, yikes. Yeah, dude. Yikes! <laughs> so I just pretty much been with them for most of their t- their teen years. Go figure. Um, and uh, basically the producer got them together. He calls himself Cobra Metal.
1: Cobra Metal.
0: And he was a fan of J-pop and heavy metal, so mm. he wanted to put the two Wasn't together. Wasn't Marty
1: Freeman, former guitarist of Megadeth, responsible for something?
0: to do No, with oh, this? Oh, yeah. he he plays in a J-pop band.
1: He plays with another one.
0: Yeah, a J-pop band. Something if I, Panda, right? I I don't know what that's called. Super
1: Killing Panda, I don't know, He says like He that. says, Marty Friedman said he got bored of metal, and he, th- he thinks the thing about J-pop is... Yeah, he- I know. What documentary was that behind the music? V- um, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, basically, Megadeth 1. You should go check it out, because it's, it's, it's basically the closest thing we're going to get to a tell-all documentary from Dave Mustaine. Yeah, well, not, um, not that he wouldn't tell-all to anyone, but yeah, I think Mar- Marty Friedman said he got... Ex- Bore, boring with um Bored with metal metal that was like gun metal gray. Like he wanted to experiment the, the rainbow of music and he came up mixing J pop with metal. He, he, here's so the
0: figure. thing. Pop pop, um you know, in Western countries is basically four chords, right? Pretty much. J pop is actually like over a hundred chords. They try to utilise so many different chords.
1: I mean it's just different. They're the different society.
0: Yeah. You know? Um, so that's 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 why he's in Japan giving that a go. Awesome. Um But yeah, he's not. He's. I don't think. I'm pretty sure he's not part of Baby Metal. But yeah, Cobra Metal. Um, as I said, he he wanted to mix J-pop and uh, heavy metal. So he got those three who didn't even know what metal was before the band started. Their first single was "Doki Doki Morning" from their self-titled album, same name. These
1: song titles, man, they make me piss myself.
0: "Doki Doki Morning" in my opinion is actually probably like their worst song. So give me um, chocolates. Their worst song. No, I love Gimme Chocolate. Really? I don't like it,
1: no. That, that was their big break. They went on the Stephen Colbert show, and when they could have played karate, and they could have blown the house down, everyone could have gone, "Geez, what the hell is this? And they played Gimme Chocolate. Because made was their- will say crap.
0: I liked it, though. Um, that was their viral hit, so it made sense to play Gimme Chocolate, because that's their most famous song. But, yeah, um, they started releasing more singles. Um... From their first album, and then, like, I guess their viral hit, pretty much when I discovered them, was, yeah, the Gimme Chocolate song, yeah. which is their live video, and that started, you know, they, they got featured on Fine Brothers, like, YouTubers react to baby metal, <laughs> yeah, and I remember when I first discovered it, I was like, I, sh- I showed my friends, and I was like, oh, guys, look at this, but I started looking there, I was just like, holy shit, this is actually a really cool band, it sounds really cool, Yeah. Dude, and uh, that's how I discovered them, basically. They're, so, that was, like, around 2014, and they released. They only recently released their debut album. So, when did you discover them? Was it Gimme Chocolate, Dean?
1: Uh, I, I actually didn't listen to Baby Metal until Karate came out. I was aware of them. I heard them in glimpses and patches or whatever. Mm. But at the time, I'm just like, oh, this is a gimmick. I'm not going to deal with it. I, I kind of was an arrogant arsehole towards it at the time. So... Yeah, I kind of ignored it until lately, but I thought Karate was a good song. But um, anyway, back to, back, to getting back on topic here, their first album. So for those of you who are listening who probably don't know about Baby Metal's first album like I do, how would you describe it? First of all, what's it even called?
0: Uh, it's self-titled. It's Baby Metal. Oh, and yeah. to me, it's a, it's easily a five-star album. Five out of five. Five out of five. It is In really, really good. Yes, dude. It, okay. created a, it created a bloody genre, man. Kawaii Metal, J-Metal, J-Pop Metal, whatever you want yeah. to call it.
1: Um, yeah, dude. Like it opens with were, were bands mixing J-pop and metal before Baby Metal came around. Um, dude,
0: it, it's possible, but I think um, part of the reasons that they're called Baby Metal is not just because of the whole cute thing, but also because they wanted to be they wanted to be the first. That um, makes sense. Yeah, they wanted to be they wanted to be the first. Um, that's what that's another reason they're called Baby Metal. And you know, of course, their dreams has come true. I mean, they're the first major, not just. J metal whatever band. They're also like one of the. F- their performance on Stephen Colbert. I think they were the first Japanese band on
1: that show. Uh, that would be about right. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, we're not. Most of us don't listen so to many like Japanese bands. Band. Five star album.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, some of the songs what, are really fun. What,
1: what What are the sort of key three four? How How many tracks is it? Ooh, um, uh, I think it's like eleven or twelve, 11? maybe. So, it, so it's so, so, what, so what are the key three four tracks on it? Just list them off, like right now. You think. Okay, obviously give me chocolate.
0: In that, mm-hmm. Ijimet, Setai, it's Japanese. I can't remember what Japanese. it's called. Just give it it's your the best power, shot. It's a power metal song at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. And
0: plus, I would say maybe Headbanger. Yeah. Um, that's another one. That's one of my favourites. Yeah,
1: maybe should I get up on Wikipedia or something, Dean? <laughs> yeah, that's what I will do now. So uh, Metal Resistance came out recently, and uh, it's okay. I'll tell you what I'm. Um, I think of it later. So, Stefan, since you're a big fan, is mm. is this a, uh, a big step forward for them? Or is it pretty much the same thing, what they've done, just a little bit upgraded? I would say it's
0: the same. It's a bit more
1: metal, less pop. So, that's probably Apart good for... Apart from the ballad song tales of destinies no no uh no rain no rainbow no rain no rainbow tales of the
0: destinies is essentially the dream theater oh, rip the, off. that's
1: right it's dude, the dream theater uh, song that's the second last song on the
0: album yeah i was talking to dean about something like dude um the, the second last album is basically a dream theater ripoff yeah, you, you message me I'm, dean, then, I'm
1: here i'm sitting here mate
0: okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what i'm saying and yeah. anyway you, you dean listens to it and then he says dude so much dream Theater." i'm like dude i know so much Dream like, Theater.
1: And, and I, te- I think I messaged you back. I said, I'm having very bad flashbacks to so the Dream Theater album this year, earlier this year, which I thought was just crap. I didn't, But I, anyway... I couldn't get bothered to listen to that one, personally. Exactly. It was, it was 34 songs, two and a half hours. Yeah, can't be fun. So anyway, we'll kind of go down track by track. I thought Road to Resistance was an okay opener for the album. Mm. Yeah, that single came out last year. So that, that one, um, you was, Dean
0: was saying, oh, there's so much Dragon Force influence. Well, part of the reason was that that song... Um the two guitarists of Dragonforce did contribute to that song i 'm not sure about the other one that sounds like them amore it 's possible, but i don 't know, but definitely yeah. Road resistance yeah that was a
1: really yeah i think it 's a really great song yeah so basically i i 'll since we had you like the baby metal love fest i 'll give my critical review of it mm. I thought roach 's resistance was that that was about a seven or an eight out of a ten song. I think Karate is by far the best song on this album, or the best song they've ever done. Yeah, it's definitely pretty great. Metal-wise. I think it's just songs with the power metal background in it, which is probably most of them on here, mm. I I do not like. I'm sorry, I just I just can't do it. I can't get into the power metal with J-pop. It's too much sappiness and over-the-top.
0: Yeah, Amore's definitely like that. Um, Amore, yeah. A du- Awadama fever is Awadama a bit Dama of. Awadama
1: fever—that's like electro metal, though. Yeah,
0: and then you got Yava, which is or Yaba, which is basically like a kind of a scar kind of thing. Yeah. If you remember, um, syn- what's syncopation? What's that's the, what's, on the Japanese the, what's, one.
1: What's, what's the song that goes? Da It sounded like some. I think that's Meta Taro Yeah, it. I just. I'd fucking. Yeah, I couldn't. You couldn't? I couldn't. <laughs> I nearly lost my shit. Dude, cis anger. Just imagine if the US Navy was just a bunch of Japanese girls and they were singing that song. And I don't mean anything to Japanese girls, but, like,
0: it's just... You would start cringing. If ba-
1: the, yeah, I started cringing. If baby metal were the same size as the US Navy and they started singing that song, going, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't do it.
0: Um, there is two songs on here, which you can call Black Bay Metal. So, basically, on both albums, actually, there's two songs only Sue Metal Sings on. And there's also two songs... Is this the
1: song you were saying that sounded like grindcore?
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I I,
1: It's not. Was it Sisanga? That's not grindcore to me. That's probably more Slipknot, like early Slipknot. Okay. Like, that, that backing music to it was, was by, like, like early Slipknot,
0: in my mm, opinion. Okay. But I thought that was... That's probably my other favourite one of my yeah. other favourites, Sisanga. Um But yeah, there's on both albums, there's also um, Black Baby Metal, which is basically when U-Metal and Moa Metal, the two backup singers, actually do the song without Sue Metal. So that's yeah. G- um, GJ, that's hard to say, GJ and Sisanga. Um So yeah, Sisanga, I really like because, you know, I guess you could say it sounds yeah. like Slipknot. It's yeah, uh, nice and noisy.
1: In my opinion, the vocals really lacked on it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was sort of, it was the last sort of three songs. I was just like, "Ugh, finish already." I think it was, yeah, no rain, no rainbow. I couldn't stand. Sis What's a ballad? S- you're not, you're not a fan of ballads? <laughs> <laughs> not really. No, um, man. I fucking, I listen to extreme metal. Do you, do you, do you think I like ballads? I listen to black metal so much. I'm interviewing Death Heaven tomorrow. But anyway, um, black metal slash pop. Yeah. Yeah, Tales destiny, and the like the last the dream theater song. Yeah, the last song, it's just it was too much. It should have ended it. It's six six and a half minutes long. It should have finished about halfway through. It's three and a half minutes too long, in my opinion. <laughs> There's a good um. If you go on
0: YouTube on their YouTube channel, you can see the mu- live music video for that. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, um, I mean
1: they've got cool music videos to begin with anyway. Yeah,
0: the road to resistance one is good because um it has like a. At the whoa, like the whole crowd singing, yeah, that's really cool. They need to come to Australia. I will go see them if you see some of the um footage from their concerts looks unreal,
1: yeah, I think they played England lately, like uh, yeah, like
0: two times. They've been to America and Europe like a couple of times.
1: Yeah. How' I gone to Mexico and those kinds of places, but not Australia. What is this? Yeah, well, maybe since Soundwave bit the dust, no one wants to come out here. Um, AJ tried twice to get to Soundwave. Yeah, but they they had school exams at the same
0: time. It's um, that was the f- not not this not what was supposed to be this year's Soundwave the, last year. Yeah. That's true. But then you know how the date was changed for this year. Yeah. So they tried. That was the reason why he didn't say the lineup because he tried to get Baby Metal and then when when they said no, we can't do it, it was like okay, here's the lineup.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but basically, it's the last three songs on here that just need a bugger off, in my opinion. And then, if it was nine songs, it would... For me, overall, I think it's a seven out of ten album. There's definitely good songs on here. It's it's not average, but it's not a super solid effort, in my opinion. Yeah, there's some really good songs on here. Like Kawari, Amadama um, Fever, if they just... um, oh, And you can get rid of Amore out of there as well. Oh, Menti Taro, sorry. You can get that out of there as well. And, yeah, so it should be like an eight-song album. That's how I would cut it down. Reviews have been very positive. I think I'm going to have to listen to it a, a few more times. Yeah, me too. But, like, I, overall, I I just... It's a seven out of ten album for me. From my perspective, I think it's almost as good as the first one, but maybe just not cutting it. So, a rating out of ten, what would you give it? I would say maybe an eight or a nine. Eight till nine. Yeah. So eight and a half.
0: I think if I listen to it more because I listen to the first album so much. So yeah. um dude I think you should I think you'll I think you'll actually like the first one better. One yeah. one of the the opening song is called uh Baby Metal Death, which is it has it's just like a bunch of heavy riffs, man. Like the, the, the three the 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 members barely even singing it. It's just a bunch of riffs and solos. It's it's pretty damn awesome.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I just you know as as if if you've listened to the Mosh pit before when we go live on air, it's in ninety point seven, I'm not the biggest fan of power metal. Let's just yeah, put it that's that true. Way. I'm sure the guys in Dragon Force are really cool, but I'm not a big fan of them either. And I really couldn't stand the power metal in this album. I think with the karate, that sort of I wouldn't say new metal, but that sort of just that bouncy sort of yeah. Metal. I know what you mean. They need to do that more and probably more of that electro stuff and just kick the power metal stuff out. Mm. I just need to get that heaviness going and then have the Japanese vocals over the top and then go into this like J pop chorus with J pop or J rock chorus. I think that would be really cool. So, Dean, do you want more English in the songs or would you rather have more I, Japanese? I, I oh, you think, don't care? I think they're Jap- them being Japanese is what makes them unique, and I don't mm. think that if a band from a country feels pressure to, to sing English. I don't think they should do it. I actually think it would be great if one of the biggest metal bands in the world sung in a different language, a.k.a. Rammstein. Mm, that's right. I don't want to hear a Rammstein song in English. Yeah. I want to hear it in German. Du hast. And just hear all of these crazy words and stuff from a language that just really captures the imagination. Well, they do English and Russian as well, don't they? I think so. Ramstein. Yeah, but they, they've done single edits. Like, they did do Hast in English, and it was a bit average, in my opinion. Uh, wh- and I think I think Till knows a bit of Russian. Till Eidemann, the lead singer, I think he knows a bit of Russian. But yeah, like, I mean, you know, like, that's like, why Ramstein populates because they are just German as fuck. Just a great as fad. <laughs> German as fuck, you know. Everyone, when they go sit, they just go, du, du hast, du hast mich. Like everyone just does their best to impersonate him, you know. Yeah, and you just go, and I think that's the same with Baby Mel. Like when you hear karate, I just can't help but go. Da, dinga, I can't, I can't speak <laughs> Japanese, but you know what I mean. Like, and I think that's the best part about them. And when I heard them singing English, I was just kind of like, Ugh. yeah, you can kind of obviously you can tell. I don't that. think it suits them. I think it. I think it's it's really unique because it's J-pop. Mm. Why would you get? a Japanese girl singing sort of semi-broken English over, you know, a metal band. Like, any any person with any slight vocal talent can do that if they speak English. Yeah, I mean... But this what- is Japanese, and it's it's just... It's the J-pop with Japanese language mirrored with metal. It's, it's sort of a wacky East meets West sort of thing, isn't it? Yes, and... That's, um, the, best, that's the best part about it. It's two cultures colliding. Even though Japan is very... Western in itself It's still a different Kind of Western It's East East Western If you know what I mean Japanese is
0: um, It's funny that They have the English version Of the one Because Japanese uh, Japanese culture Is sometimes referred to As just one As in one language One people One culture they have, their, they have Their own little world um, Because Okay Here's the thing about Say French metal bands there are that. I mean, from France, yes, but in singing in French. Yeah, there's not
1: that many. Yeah. There's not that many. Like Gojiro, they have album titles, song titles in French. The lyrics are mostly English. As a fact, 95, 99% of the lyrics are English. I, are think, s- I believe I've heard some French in there sometimes, but I'm not sure.
0: There are several reasons for this. So we I spoke to the uh, band Novelists. They're a French band. I asked yeah, him, yeah. and he's like. Um, is like, oh, you can you can listen to, that's a podcast that you can look on our YouTube channel. Um, yes, uh, it should be up soon. Uh, no, it's already up, but it's, it's probably up. not on Omni yet. Um, oh, yeah. But he said that, uh, yeah, he said the scene is not big enough in, Fra- in France for it to be a big thing. I mean, only French people, maybe people from Belgium or Switzerland would like, yeah. would listen to it. Um, so all these, and not just that, um, Persona, um, the Tunisian band, I asked him, are you going to do it like a song in French? And like, no. I'm like, why not? Because she's like, she thinks that French like it's a good language to speak but in terms of running for metal it's a bit sounds a bit cheesy she says
1: yeah however there's a uh, Say from the south of France or Alcest as they're called by people who don't know their French um, and there's also Fs, their, that band we were talking about before their, their last band, uh, last uh, uh, album Opaque or what was it called Basically, it's the album that came out in 2014. It was great. I mean, it was like a dream pop post-rock album, but all of the lyrics were in French. Mm. And it sounded fantastic. Yeah. And they used to be a black metal band as well. And some of that sort of stuff they did sounds good as well. But, yeah, I mean, it really depends on the music. Do you think that because um,
0: not just Japanese music, because of Babymetal's success, um, but also for... Bands in other languages—they could get big now that you know they've shown that. Yeah, just because you're in a different language doesn't mean you can I get mean, big. Who,
1: who's the Finnish band that won Eurovision? The, fin not fin troll, buddy Korkaplonki or some, whatever. they call Dude, it. I know which one you're talking about, but I can't Cork-a-plani name it. or whatever. Yeah. I think I don't know if they sing in Finnish, but they they won it. And if, mm. a, if a country like that can win something like Eurovision, then I like I mean, j- baby metal are already over. I don't mean to sound like a, a wrestling promoter, but they're already over with a lot of people here. They've exactly. Just, they're they're babyface at the moment. <laughs> babyface meaning, oh, they're they're the popular ones. They're yes. The new kids on the block, and eventually they're going to start, you know, making a
0: lot of money. They're probably peaking now because 2015 was probably their biggest year, and they have a new album out. Yeah. They're probably peaking I mean, who now. Who
1: knows? I mean, some people think that okay, look, they've had their success; they'll fade away from here on out, but. Yeah, I, I actually think that's an interesting theory to take. Do you do you think that they can essentially? Because like you said, I mean, the first album, and the second album aren't really that different. Yep. Do you think they could change it up? Maybe do what I say: take the power metal out, take the ba- ballads out, have more of that bouncy sort of electro. You stuff, want even just have an album of that? More metal and a bit more electro. Is, is that much, what you're saying? Something like that, and maybe. So a bit
0: more new metal,
1: not, not bouncy sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, like, or Genty, or whatever, you know, like hacktivist or... Yeah, how even... limp, Yeah, yeah. Maybe. That's how I felt. Just basically karate, that sort of style that karate's in. I just think as long as it's good, I mean, they don't really have
0: a formula because when you listen to those well, both they are, albums, sure. they're quite... Songs are quite different. So, um, they could pretty much do anything they want as long as it's got metal, as long as it's got some um, pop vocals, um, as long as it's heavy, it's got guitars, they could pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. They or, haven't really written themselves into a corner.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they've kind of invented their own thing. So maybe, do, do you think that other bands will come along and fuse different styles with Japanese pop in the future? I mean, there's uh, stacks of them out there already. I think you must know a couple. Do you know any other bands are doing similar sort of stuff like that?
0: There was a Korean band that that's similar, and people were saying that they were a rip-off, and I'm just like, come on, like... Don't don't be stupid with your rip-off thing. I mean, bands rip each other off all the time. They're not that similar. There's also, like, a bunch of Japanese... Remember that band-made band? Yeah, yeah, they just
1: did made outfits and
0: played. Yeah, real, there's a lot yeah. of weird bands like that that are probably just, like, looking to get big. But they just got to release, like, good music and um, get a, get
1: get some good marketing on this side. I guess maybe Baby Mole just had good timing. Yeah, good timing. For the future, I mean... If they keep just releasing the same stuff, I think people will just be like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, we've heard this before." Mm. But um, is this the next big subgenre of metal? J-pop metal. I feel like Baby Metal is just
0: going to be unique. I don't think
1: other bands are going to follow. You think, you, yeah, you think bands are going to be nervous to do
0: something like that? Well, I mean, from Japan, uh, dude, it's possible, oh, but okay. I don't, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, you can't. Baby Metal is so unique that you can't really just copy them with and get away
1: with it. Yeah. I mean, anyone can... I'm trying to think of other bands that are really unique that you can't really copy. Mm. Like, you can't really copy Tool without being labelled, oh, yeah, you just sound like Tool. Yeah. You just can't sort of sing like Maynard, James Keenan. But and you
0: can sound like a 70s or 80s rock band because people yeah. love those, so yeah, but then you, there's yeah, too many in my, of In
1: my opinion, I just hear them and I'm like, you're a freaking ACDC cover. <laughs> totally. You know, whereas like, you know, a decent modern day hard rock band like Clutch is what Modern day band should be aspiring to be instead of just ripping off AC/DC. I feel Especially like paying attention to them and other great artists. If other bands should stay, I guess um, you just got to
0: take a risk. I mean, Baby Metal is, I'd say, as far as you know, a huge risk. I doubt, I sincerely doubt that Kobe Metal, who put the band together, expected the band to get this big outside of Japan.
1: I might add as well. Especially I mean, they've, they've been on the car co- on the cover of Metal Hammer UK twice. Yeah. And they've won, like, international band on... I think was it was the Golden Gods? Yeah, they've, I think they've won a couple of Golden Gods awards. I'm yeah. not sure. We could be wrong, but... I mean, it won't, won't surprise us if they win any in the future as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, if you listen to the first album as well, the quality of the songs on there... I mean, even if maybe you don't like the style, you can say that all the songs are quality. Um, dude, I think it's rightly deserved. It's completely original. Okay, what, what do you think of the um, idea that, you know... They're not real because they're manufactured. I mean, apparently the, the girls didn't even know what metal was when they started.
1: Yeah, this, this is a point that's being discussed by a lot of people. Is this the first ever manufactured pop band, metal pop band in history? And in my p- opinion, yes, they have been put together. Mm. But, I mean, I haven't heard any interviews from them, but I, I believe you've seen yes. any interviews of them. Do the three girls actually like metal music now? Now they do. Um, You see, exactly. See, now they like metal music. They're more invested in it. And that sort of mystique that they were kind of just brought into to be some sort of side piece is now gone because they like metal and they understand it a bit more, hopefully, if that's what you're telling me.
0: Yeah, Yui Metal was being interviewed and she said her two favourite artists, Ariana Grande and Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse, well, there you go. (laughs) Those two went sides by side. Well, there you go. Um, that's- Dude, that could be. That's how we can get rich, man. We can get um, like these. Uh, put these three, two or three people together and mix Ariana
1: Grande with Cannibal Corpse. Then we'll get rich. Who good knows? idea. Dan. <laughs> anyway, so um, that's the podcast here. Nearly thirty minutes long. That was good for a first attempt. Don't not you not bad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, this is this certainly a prototype. We might might add. There will be. I, hate, I reference this podcast all the time. You have to go and listen to it. The That's Not Metal podcast. We, we'll be similar to them, but won't rip them off. So, we'll talk about album reviews. We'll go more in-depth with the news. Um, what are they? Like, I've never listened to them. So, can you... So, basically, um, for those people, particularly English people who are fans of metal, there was a podcast back in sort of the early 2010s, earlier this decade, sort of four or five years ago called uh, The Metal Hammer Podcast. That was quite popular. And, um, yeah, and basically two of the former presenters of that show after that podcast split up uh, have started a new one called That's Not Metal. They're fully fan-run, not fan-run, they're fully DIY. So they rely on fans to give them subscriptions. And if you subscribe to them for the year, you can listen to over 80 hours or some ridiculous amount of hours of special... um, Specials, and they've done podcasts with guests from bands like Barry Tomorrow, and uh, I think they've have a Pantera special. They didn't have Pantera on the show, but they talked about Pantera for like over three two hour podcasts. And they're two really knowledgeable guys who know their shit, and I love them for it. And they basically they have fun intros, then they uh, get into the news, then they go into some album reviews, and they have something called an album club. Where they go back and they look in an album from years past and they discuss it. And you, you seriously get more knowledgeable about metal every time you listen to them. Because they, when they talk about new albums and they talk about other sort of things, you get their story. Because they're, they're like 30-odd years old, yeah 30, 30, 35 or whatever, and they've been around for a long time. They grew up in the 90s and they, they just know a lot about metal and they're really knowledgeable and I highly recommend you listen to them. Because you'll know more about metal, as the same as you listen to this podcast. <laughs> this should be up on iTunes soon. Uh, Stefan, any last words? Um, actually,
0: um, since we're talking about podcasts, you, I, I was telling you the other day about the distortion by Higo. Higo, yeah, that's it's a triple M, triple M music host, and he um, interviews a band every other week or so. He's got a Patreon to. I'm um, for it hey, as well. Friend. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he for some reason, he, he, even though they post online, he somehow gets. He must have like bought the online rights to use the song. So he, when you listen to it, you can actually hear the music of the
1: bands, which sounds, is cool. Sounds good. If only we could figure that out. Yeah, Maximum Rock and Roll Podcast. That's basically just a radio show and a podcast, and that's all sorts of really cool DIY punk music. What else? Metal Sucks Podcast, Wrestling Podcasts. Actually, are really cool. <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin has his own podcast. Chris Jericho has his own podcast. Nice. Good old Chris, Fozzy. Chris Jericho from Fozzy, yeah. I think he's got one with Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden. And, and the start of that podcast, they talked to Steve Harris's son and the guitar player from his band that are on tour with them at the moment. And, you know, Steve Austin, lots of great wrestling stories. Uh, Chris Jericho has sla- wrestling slash music slash other stuff. Colt Cabana podcast. That's purely a wrestling podcast. If you're into your wrestling, that's really cool. And and
0: yeah. I guess to finish up, since we're talking about stuff we love, um, you know, the website Loudwire, they have a lot of yeah. good stuff as
1: well. They have Metal like. Sucks.net podcast. Mm. That's good as well. But
0: yeah, The Loudwire has um, Wikipedia Fact or Fiction. That's, yeah, that's, that's a segment. That's really cool. I really Gru- like Gruhamid, it. Grew Hamid, cool dude. Oh, yeah. Yep. When you watch these older interviews. It's super awkward, man. Um, okay, well, we'll finish up. Oh, by the way, there is a baby metal fact or f- Wikipedia fact or fiction on Loudwire, so you can check that out. I think we'll post that up on the on the Facebook page. Yeah, good right?
1: idea. So anyway, c- thank you for listening oh. to the Cunning Room Floor. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's what we're going with, Cunning Room Floor. Yeah, that sounds better. No, or, no, that's that's from the that's metal site. No, that's not metal podcast. Cunning Room Floor, uh, spare parts. I don't know about Strat that. Scrap metal podcast. We'll have to talk about it. We'll have air the name s- backstage sooner or later. Thank you for listening. Uh, goodbye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Moshpit Backstage
0: podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsyn. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock, and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on SYN 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream SYN 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is the from from Flashground Apocalypse.
1: Hi, I'm Enid
0: from Gelsgore.
1: I am Phoebe Pinock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman from Mystic. Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Mosh on Sim FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lily. This is Raul from 1349. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Ali from Uberhead. Hey everybody! This is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on 10.